0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriagepodcast.
1: I wonder if there was ever a time in your marriage when you knew something wasn't working. Um, It might be actually right now. You're you're keenly aware it's not working. Well, this is John Fuller along with uh, Greg Smalley. He runs our marriage department here at Focus on the Family. And Greg, a lot of marriage problems are connected to something else, and and I'm thinking about our spiritual state. Um, Is that kind of where you can trace most of the problems that you deal with uh, as as a marriage counselor?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think it could show up this way, that if we're not connected to God, maybe we're trying to give out of a place of emptiness. And when we're serving relational leftovers, that can create conflict in a marriage. could be that you're not pursuing a relationship with Christ, and so maybe we're not producing fruit like sacrifice or patience, kindness, gratitude, those kinds of things. And if we're not producing that kind of fruit, that's going to create conflict
1: in our marriage. Yeah. Now, this is a heavy topic, and again, you might be having something right now that's hard. Stay tuned and listen now as we hear from Dr. David Clark. He specializes in helping uh, troubled Marriages, and he delivers some great truth along with terrific energy and some really fun humor along the way as well. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to David Clark as he talks to Jim Daly.
3: So you've got this 90-day plan. Uh, what can a couple expect out of the book and the resources to help? I mean, really, is it that simple? 90 days? It sounds like if I could be that bold, you're going to help me lose a little weight. <laughs> It's 90 days because I say it is. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I say. about 110? It could take eight, one 180. Who knows? It, it might.
0: But it's a, after 30 years uh, doing this, I, I have developed a plan. Been doing this now for 20 years. This book comes out of 20 years of, of I Know This Works. It's exactly what I do in my therapy sessions. So it's
3: tested by oh. couples, thousands of right. couples.
0: I don't work in theory. I don't write a book. I don't present a seminar until I know it works. Huh. It works for Sandy and I. And we went through many of these steps, the blonde and I.
3: <laughs> the blonde, is didn't you want refer. to. I
0: said, I'm writing a book. Honey, help me out here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we just clarify, the blonde is an affectionate term, and she's good yes. with it? Oh,
0: she is. She, okay. loved being she loves being called the blonde. It.
3: Well, let's spend the rest of the time right now talking about marriages where both spouses are unhappy, but they're willing to work on it. We'll go a little deeper with each of these. Um, how do you think these couples typically get where they're at? Uh, what creates the roommate mentality? I think it's the nature
0: of the beast. It's just what marriage is like. And it happened to the blonde, Sandy and I, and we didn't even expect it to, but it did. So this is pretty normal. It's very normal. You're infatuated, you're in love, you get married. Then you start living together, and you find out just how hard it is massive adjustments, annoying habits. I can't believe she's like that. Sandy found out that I'm a slob. She didn't know that because we weren't living together unbelievable, world-class slob. You thought she knew that about it. Yeah, you. <laughs> Dave Brown, my roommate in college, didn't care because he was a slob, too. I, I never got the memo here. So that was a big issue. And then tw- things are already starting to break down, and we don't know how to be intimate. When you lose the rush, the adrenaline, the power of the infatuation, oh, you don't have anything left. Now we have to learn how to develop intimacy. No one's ever taught us. Don't have a clue. You're given often in the church and well-meaning people, and they're wonderful, and church is wonderful. But you're you're given the the goal, but you're not given the how tos. Yeah, that's a good point, man.
3: So uh. that's why focus is here. Exactly. You think about
0: that, and you do a wonderful job. No one else does it like focus. And then you're already kind of on the edges, and then you do the one thing that's guaranteed to kill your passion: stone cold dead. You have a child. <laughs> you know what? What were you thinking? What do you have of your mind? <laughs> Then it's all about the baby. When our Emily came, our first, it was just like catastrophic. We we just our lives were just came to a stop. (laughs) We got to keep her alive, and then it was we got to stay alive. She's killing us. She was yelling all the time. She's very feisty. She's a wonderful person, but oh. So that, that I don't know where she gets that. I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta say it. That's so funny.
3: You also uh, give some advice in the book about this kind of marriage. You suggest we take these marriages out back and shoot them. <laughs> what are you getting to? What is that all about? I
0: tell most of my couples that, and they're shocked out of their heads. We're sitting there at the end of the first session. I say, look, I gotta tell you, this marriage is awful. It's dead. Take it out back and shoot it. We're done. And they look at me like. Why are we here? I thought you were, I thought he was a Christian, uh, Betty. Uh, Bob, I say, look, your first marriage is over. We're not going back to that one we're going to redo we're going to heal from what's happened and Uh with god's principles we're going to put into place the brand new marriage which is going to take you the rest of the way Mm -hmm.
3: so that's a little juxtaposition i use and it really seems to work no it's true Uh, okay to successfully build a stronger marriage you believe couples must strengthen their relationship with god i everybody that feels that way is now saying yes we're getting to the spiritual component Uh, That's so true. That's foundational, we would say. What does that look like, though, in practical terms? What does it look like to strengthen your relationship with God when you're in this kind of marriage?
0: Well, here's the nuts and bolts. I'm assuming, and it's a good assumption because I always ask couples when I see them, yeah, do you know Jesus Christ personally? If not, we're going to do that like right now, because without God's help, you're not going to make it. Uh, But then the second question is, how are you personally doing in your relationship with God through Jesus? Church attendance may be a little lax. Uh, I'm not having a quiet time. You're not close to God. So if you're not close to God or ma'am, we can't do the steps in my book. We're going to have to We start with that. Let's get your faith back where it belongs. One of Satan's most effective tools is using marital unhappiness to draw you away from God. He's a master at it. I don't want to go to church. We're unhappy, you know, and we're just drifting apart. And so we don't want to pray together. Everything falls apart. But it's you and God that's the main thing. So we start getting that back. And most of the couples on my office hang their head. They know exactly what I'm talking about. I don't get pushback.
3: They say, you're right. And the man will say, I'm the leader. We, I should make sure we go to church. You know, Let me ask you, David, that's an interesting observation with the couples that come to you. How many come to you that are struggling that are, do have a you know, good, healthy relationship with God? They're reading the Word regularly. They're praying regularly, maybe hopefully praying together regularly. How many of those couples come in for help? 3%. Three I mean, percent. seriously. That's, Think of that's, that.
0: Oh, it, that's why it's in the book. It's major league. I am not close to God. It's only with God's power that I can love this opposite sex person. Once I lose that connection, I, I literally cannot do it.
3: You know, that fits with national survey work, that it's somewhere around one to three percent that uh, the, whole, the whole country of Christians would say that. If we're engaged with each other, if we're healthy spiritually, very few people have marital difficulty at the level that it's going to tear it apart.
1: Just one of many rather eye-opening statements from David Clark about marriage problems and how they can be directly uh, traced back to our relationship with God. Greg, what are some practical ways that couples can grow individually and then as a couple um, in their relationship with God? Well, here's what's fascinating.
2: Several really, really good researchers have looked at this question, what helps a couple have a great spiritual relationship, and they keep coming up with the same two things. Which I love because I think... I'm bracing
1: myself because I'm guessing I'm going to feel like, oh. (laughs) Well, I'm like... I'm just two things. Yeah, because I'm glad because I
2: can't do more than two things. What they found is that praying together as a couple, first and foremost, is so important. Because there's a way in which, let's say at the end of a night, so Aaron and I are laying next to each other, what would it be like if that was the last... Communication that we had together, together going before the Lord. Which this can be super intimidating. And as a young husband, I would hear someone say, "You need to be praying together." I feel so guilty. Oh, yeah. I feel so failed. I'm like, "When well, we don't do this," and I'm not saying that Aaron and I do this every night. But here's what I've noticed: to make this super simple, I just grab her hand, and I just say, "Hey, what, what's what's one thing that I could be praying for you about? What's one thing that I could pray for you?" that's going on in your life tomorrow. And John, what's amazing, often she'll say something, I'll think, I had no idea that <laughs> you were facing that. Yeah. I am a loser as a husband. But honestly, what it does is it, it actually keeps me current. Yeah. In some ways in her life, I get better insight into what she's facing, what's stressing yeah. her out, what she's concerned about. So it's simple. What, what, what's something I can pray for you about? And she does the same thing for me. So we, it's not complicated. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes to just say yeah. one thing.
1: Let me pray for you. I'm glad you brought it up. We actually have Aaron on the phone now because... <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so praying together, that's one thing. And it can be a simple prayer. It doesn't have to be 15 minutes or anything like that. Not at all. What's yeah. the
2: second thing? Is attending church together. Well, I now, can do that. the reason right. why that this is so powerful is because it helps you to build good community. There's nothing... John, like having some good Christian friends who support marriage, support your marriage. You know, marriage is not an individual sport; it's a team sport. Yeah, we we need people in our lives who are cheering us on. Times when we're feeling helpless and hopeless, to be able to turn to our friends that we've made at church, but they can give us hope. They can they can walk with us. They can help fight for our marriage in those times. So praying together, going to church together seem to be the two things that make the most difference as you develop that shared
1: spiritual relationship. Okay, and I'm, I can only guess that praying together in church would actually be a oh, great third thing. Like right? you can just, well, you can get all done right there. Yeah, exactly. Just go <laughs> walk into church,
2: <laughs> pray together,
1: and then walk out, and yeah. you are done. No, I don't want to make light of the, the great uh, insights you just shared. It's really that easy to grow uh, spiritually yeah. together. focus so, on those two. Yeah. Well, we have lots of other uh, superb ideas. Is for you to stay strong, to stay spiritually connected, and uh, to keep that intimacy in your relationship. Um, we're here to help, and we've got so many different things. Uh, click the link in the episode notes to find out more about Dr. Clark's book, I Don't Want a Divorce. We'll send a copy of that to you as our thank you gift for uh, your donation of any amount to this ministry, either a monthly pledge or a one time gift. We've got details about uh, our Hope Restored ministry and other great tools as well. All of that in the episode notes. Hey, before you leave, make sure you uh, just write this down or add a calendar appointment to leave a review for this podcast on iTunes. That'll be really helpful. Uh, We have a growing audience, and uh, you're a part of that. Help us get the word out and um, share about this with others. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg Smalley and the team, thanks for leaving a review, and thanks for listening today. Join us next time for more from the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast.